Welcome to Education Currents, a show designed to provide educational news and commentary from a Christian worldview. The greatest resource any community has is its children. And by providing for them the best possible education, we are providing for ourselves and future generations. Join us as we explore the latest social and political issues surrounding education today. Welcome, welcome. I'm here with Dr. Hart, and we have talked a few years ago. It's so great to get caught up with you. Dr. Tony Hart is a pastor, and he's also the president of GOGF Ministries, which stands for... The Grand Old Gospel Fellowship. Grand Old Gospel Fellowship. And he's been with that since 1998. He's the author of Winning is Everything. He also earned his undergraduate degree from Philadelphia Biblical University and has completed a Master's of Divinity and a Doctorate of Ministry from Biblical Theological Seminary. He has preached in crusades and led several international mission trips. He has been a youth pastor, radio station manager, a program producer, and since 1992 he's been the senior pastor of Mont. Montco. Montco, short for Montgomery County. Okay, Montco. Montgomery County Bible Fellowship in Lansdale, Pennsylvania. And on top of all this, Dr. Hart serves on the executive committee of the board of directors of the National Religious Broadcasters Association. And you have been with this association for how long? Oh boy, I go back with NRB to when we were in Washington, D.C. And um, so it's been a couple of decades, at, at least, and even further than that, um, in terms of just attending and being a part of uh, NRB. And and we are at uh, NRB 2017 in Orlando, Florida. And while we're, you know, kind of starting the day and starting this convention, share with us how it has changed over the last couple of decades. Yeah, the National Religious Broadcasters, has, uh, it's gone through some tough times, but I think it's uh, on a upswing now with some of the new technology that, that encourages more than just radio station owners and, and broadcasters in that sense, um, uh, because now just about every church is involved in some kind of media, whether it's streaming or you know online, podcasting, and so... Um, the membership has an opportunity to really expand to include a lot of churches that are out there. And the mission really of NRB is simply to make sure that the access for the gospel is always there, that that freedom of speech is, is upheld in this country. And there are a lot of, of attacks on freedom of speech and we need to stand guard to make sure that we always have access for, for freedom of speech. The, our, our president, Jerry Johnson, always says that the way NRA is known for the Second Amendment, NRB needs to be known for the First Amendment. And so as we stand together to protect um, that access for the gospel, whether it's on radio or TV or the Internet. Yeah, as I came down the escalator, I saw the big words, Proclaim 17. And that word really does say it all. Yeah, that's right. We're trying to get the gospel out. I have in the, I've been coming here about eight years, 
and I've seen a switch from initially just interviewing artists and authors, and now I'm interviewing artists, authors, but a lot of filmmakers yeah, and right. producers and directors. So how did that well, I, I think that that really started with the Passion of the Christ mm. that um, NRB as an association began to realize the power of um, filmmaking and the need to encourage Christian filmmaking. And so um, that whole avenue and a whole track has been developed to try through the schools and, and, um, and other outlets to try and promote the filmmaking that goes on. Yeah, and coming from a pretty conservative background initially christians didn't embrace anything that had to do with film theater that's right or movies that's right. and now we're recognizing that you know we have just as much right to get in there what are some do you know some of the films i know we have a, a case for christ oh that are being shown yeah off the top of my head and I, I, um, but, then yeah. there's a um, awakening or some there's uh, there's quite a number that we will be interviewing mm-hmm. uh, yeah. but I can't I also don't have them on the top of my head but I'm just thinking that is a big paradigm switch for us yeah, because right. we were just usually interviewing authors initially it was just authors and then then a lot of artists you know musicians and right. bands and stuff I mean we would have sometimes microphones all all in the circle trying to get let every member of the va- band yeah. speak. That's right. That's right. And yeah. so, so I look at proclaim. We're using every avenue we possibly can to proclaim the good news. And, and that's a good thing. That is know? a good thing. Yeah. Now, what threats have there been to the NRB's organization that you look at as potential challenges? Well. Not so much, uh, you know, the threat to the organization would be would be just financial and membership and keeping all that up. But um, the big threat is to the actual proclamation of the gospel. Um, and, and some of that we'll be talking about today in the in the business meeting as we go through. Um, they've just passed laws even in, in Canada now where, you know, you well they always had hate speech and now that's being expanded to some mm. other categories and and uh we need to we need to really stand up for freedom of speech or else you know always being politically correct and yes. not saying the truth and not being able to say the truth for fear of some fine or yes. recrimination is is going to hinder the gospel i mean don't you see as time winds down that Good and bad are becoming much more polarized. You know what's good and you know what's bad. Whereas in my younger years, it seemed to be more blended. The tares and the wheat were growing together. Well, there there's definitely two perspectives that are out there that are so contrary to each other. And, um, and so, uh, yeah, standing up for truth and um, understanding that there is a right and there is a wrong is becoming uh, passe, you know. Now, before we get off the topic of the NRB, the National Religious Broadcasters Convention, would you recommend that anybody can come? Oh, and I, I, I just had the conversation before we got together that uh, 
you know, we really need to promote NRB. I think every pastor should be involved in supporting the mission of NRB. Every church is involved and, and has an interest in making sure that we have freedom of speech. Um, and so uh, we, we need to, to get that message out. And uh, the membership of NRB has potential to really explode over the next few years. Yes, yes, I, I think so, too. I'm so happy to be a part of it. Well, we're going to take a break right here, but I want to talk about your book and, and some of, the, of your personal journey. We'll be right back. Dr. Rose Gamblin, and I come to you each week through the programs of Education Currents and Homeschool Companion, and I'm so blessed to be part of MRG Media Radio Ministry, and I'm giving you the opportunity to be part of it too. We can't stay on the air without your financial support, so take a moment right now during our fundraiser to call you with a gift of any size as a token of my appreciation for your gift. I have a gift for you, so be sure you call. And my gifts consist of books from different guests that I've had on the show and different topics that I've done. And I also have some books that I've written that I've autographed for you. So be sure and call us, 301-824-3162. That's 301-824-3162. Or... Write to MRG Media at P.O. Box 413, Smithsburg, Maryland, 21783. That's P.O. Box 413, Smithsburg, Maryland, 21783. Welcome back. I'm talking with Dr. Tony Hart, and we just finished talking about the NRB, the, the importance of broadcast, being able to broadcast the gospel. And everything we do really needs to filter through that. What we do personally, what we do corporately, it really needs to filter through that as Christians, don't you think? Oh, definitely. Definitely. I wanted, I promised the listeners that I'd talk about your book because it's about marriage, two tablets for your marriage. And I, I can't think of any bigger element that Satan has attacked upon than the the home. Yeah, Yeah, than the home. So what prompted you to write that book in the first place? Yeah, that book really the you know, as close as I've been to the Lord just speaking to me and giving me insight, I was actually driving down the Schuylkill Expressway in Philadelphia one day and um and the Lord just gave me insight as I was thinking about it um to apply the Ten Commandments to um, to the marriage relationship. And, you know, the first four commandments have to do with our relationship with God and our love for God. And then the next six commandments have to do with our relationship with fellow men. And, um, and so that's why Jesus summarized the Ten Commandments as loving God with all of our heart, soul, and mind and loving our neighbor as ourselves. 
And, and of course, the most significant relationship that we have is with our spouse. Yeah. And it certainly applies to other relationships, too, but more specifically to our spouse. And as I thought about that, you know, every one of the Ten Commandments speaks to problems and issues that married people have and encounter in their relationship. And so um, I began putting that down and putting my thoughts down, and, and it turned into that book, Two Tablets for Your Marriage, which has in turn turned into a lot of seminars, <laughs> and, and uh, both in, in this country and, and around the world. I've had the opportunity to share that material in um, five different continents. You know, Praise I'll be, God. Yeah, I'll be in um, India the end of this month. Um, and, and end of March, excuse me, we're still in February, the end of March, um, I'll be in India. And then in back in Liberia, which I've been, you know, several times as well, um, uh, doing a seminar there um, in June. And I do three mission trips a year. Um, and so I try and squeeze that into my <laughs> schedule of normal pastoral work here in the, at the church. Um <laughs> But it's a tremendous opportunity to, to share these principles with those that are, you know, yeah, don't and so have it. let's just share. Let's let's just go through. We, we okay. still have a, a few minutes. So okay. honor your parents. Honor your parents. Yeah. How do you apply that to your. Yeah. Marriage? Well, the one of the struggles that um, that there are two categories of people that have issues with this. First of all, is the young married couple that needs to learn how to cut the apron strings. And, 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 and so at the same time that you want to honor them, you have to make sure that you are taking care of your primary family. And as you take care of your primary family, you can't neglect your parents either. And so there's that that balance yes. there. Yes. And then the middle-aged couple also gets back into, you know, that struggle yes. when the parents are older and more needy. And I went through that with my parents. And um, they require more time. And that balance of, first of all, taking care of your you know, your wife and your mm-hmm. family and your kids and that, that primary responsibility, um, but also honoring your parents and making sure that, uh, that they're well taken care of. Um, another thing that I get into in the book is the balance that husbands and wives need to talk about the fact and put it on the table that we want both sets of parents to be well taken care of. Yes. So it's not yes. like the husband always running over to take care of his mom and the other side yeah. of the family is being neglected. Well, what about thou shalt not murder? Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, you know, the way I approach that is, is, you know, it certainly goes beyond pulling out the cleaver. And, you know, yes. Jesus said that if you have hatred in your heart, you know, you've committed murder already. So the opposite of murder then is to love and to promote what's best for the other person. Love is the total giving of yourself for the welfare of the other person. And there quite a bit falls into that, that we need to learn to, um, to promote what's best. That involves listening. That involves understanding. That involves sacrifice. Uh, the, uh, there's quite a bit under that, that category. But, um, but the bottom line is uh, that it's not just existing in the household together and putting up with the other person and not, you know, killing them. But, um, but it is promoting the best possible life for your spouse. 
now the commandment that thou shalt not commit adultery. What are ways? You know, uh, there's the obvious way of committing adultery. But yeah. Well, you know, that, that um, Jesus had a twist on adultery as well and expanded. It's, it's more than just going to Motel 6 with the wrong person. <laughs> um, it, it also has to do with any time you look outside of the relationship to have needs met that should be met inside the relationship. And so if you go back to the Old Testament, when um, God called the Israelites adulterers and adulteresses, it was because they were going outside of the relationship that they had with him to have needs met by serving Baal and sacrificing to other gods and doing other things. And so when you step outside of the relationship to have needs met that should be met inside the relationship, that's adultery. And um, and that applies and that gets you in so many areas, pornography and, you know, um, yes. even just friendships, emotional needs mm-hmm. that can be met outside the relationship, attachments that can um, that can cause us to go outside the relationship to have needs met that should be met inside the relationship. Yes. And uh, what if they say, but my needs can't be met inside my relationship, my spouse is emotionally unavailable to me and yeah. you know then what well, how do you well I, I think to that, that that's that's where you know um, counseling comes in that's where outside help is needed um, you know that mm-hmm. to be able to to get that back together and obviously you know none of us just like when we talk about the Ten Commandments we all short none yes. of us I mean, there isn't one of these commandments that we pull off properly. But thank God for grace. Yeah. Thank for forgiveness. And thank God, thank for, God, God. For, for Yeah, and for his Holy Spirit that can help yeah. us yeah, to overcome. Yeah, because he can meet our emotional he, needs. That's right. That's right. He can, he can be what we need. So thou shalt not steal. How, yeah. does, how does that relate to a couple? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and again, it's more than just dipping your hand in the other person's wallet. <laughs> You know, um, but there are a lot of ways in which we steal from our spouse. We steal when we don't give, um, when we don't fulfill our vows. We don't keep our promises. When we don't keep our commitments, we steal. We steal when we don't um, offer the affection that is due. You know, First Corinthians 7 talks about that. Um, so there are many, many ways in which we steal from each other. Um, we steal when we don't give time and we take it for ourselves. And I'm going to the ball game instead of, you know, <laughs> staying yeah. and, and meeting those some of those emotional needs. Or, or you know, in, in my case, I, I love to watch sports at night. And so, um, you know, it's so easy to pull away from everybody else and just yeah. go down and, and decompress. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so there are a lot of ways in which we steal and we need to be sensitive to that. And we need to, uh, to make sure that we're especially keeping our commitments to our spouse. So you shall not bear false witness. Um, and, and that involves um, making sure that we uphold the reputation of our spouse. Trust. Um, yeah. Um, well, it's more than, than just trust. I mean, it, it really what it has to do with is, is speaking in a way that that values your spouse mm-hmm. and not allowing other people to tear your spouse down. And you and your you know, we have in this world 
Uh, and in our culture, there are a lot of ways in which we um, end up tearing down women and women tearing down men. Yeah. And when it comes to our spouse, we need to be very careful that we don't get into that male bashing and female mm. bashing and the old lady at <laughs> home and, the you know, yes. the ball and chain. And we have all <laughs> kinds of expressions about that. But, um, yeah, we need to uphold their reputation and not talk badly. That's what false testimony really does. You know, it, it tears down instead of building up. And then uh, you shall not covet. Yeah, I like that um, because that 10th commandment at the very end actually takes us back to the first commandment. Um, if, if I'm not satisfied with what God has given me and I want what God has given somebody else rather than what God has given me, it's a reflection on my view of the gift giver. And so... Um, in order to fulfill the 10th commandment, you need to go back to the first commandment and love God with all your heart, soul, and mind. So rather than thinking of the 10 commandments as a vertical list, I like to think of the 10 commandments as more like a circle. You know, the 10th commandment oh, bends cool. us back around to the first command and you just keep going around in the, in the so circle that, is, that way. That, yeah. That's true. So... What do you see is the biggest threat to a couple that is contemplating marriage? What would what counsel would you give them? Oh, I love. In fact, I use this outline of the Ten Commandments as a as a way of working through a lot of the issues that they'll face in marriage. And so, when I do premarital counseling, I don't do as much as I as I used to do. But um, but when I get an opportunity, I love to just walk through these Ten Commandments and and see how it applies. I just gave the book to um, uh, our our exterminator at our house who came (laughs) is telling me what church he went to. I gave him that he's getting married. I gave him a copy. I said, listen, talk to your your fiance and just take one chapter a day and have that conversation and work through. I just think it's really, it's a biblical approach as opposed to a lot of the psychology that's out there. You know, um, here's a good open your Bible and go through kind of approach to, to the marriage counseling. Now, is there a, a cycle of marriage? Have you identified a cycle of marriage where a couple has to like rethink or renegotiate their marriage every yeah. so often? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And the, the relationship changes and evolves. It's not something that's static. It changes when you have children. It changes if you're a two-income family. It changes if that changes. Yeah. Changes again with age and, you know, um, um, yeah, a lot of things change. Um, yeah, we, and I think sometimes we interpret that change as, oh, you know, our marriage is failing, but we just need to maybe step back, get yeah, your right. book, right. go through your book again. Right. Just as if we were getting married again, again. for the first that's time. That's right. I think that's always a healthy approach. And, and just to have that discussion about each one of these commandments and how it applies to us, I think would help a lot of couples. Yeah, we're talking to Dr. Pastor Tony Hart. Or do they call you Pastor Dr. Tony Hart? It, d- it depends on the <laughs> setting. When I'm in the classroom, it's Dr. Hart. When I'm at church, it's Pastor Tony. <laughs> we're talking to him about his book, Two Tablets for Your Marriage. And I I suppose they could go to Amazon.com to get the you book. Go to Amazon.com. The, you can go to the publisher's website. 
um, Gospel Folio Press. You can go to our website, um, gogfministries.org, and I would encourage that to come yes, to our website and learn more about the ministry. As um, we are planting churches, preparing leaders, and proclaiming the gospel. And uh, those are three P's of our ministry. And uh, we look forward to, to having more people partner with us in that effort. Amen. Well, we've come to the end of the show. Thank you so much for spending this time with us. And I have one last thing to say, and that is keep learning. You have been listening to Education Current, a production of MRG Media Ministries. For more on this or to contact us, go to mrgmediaministries.com. That's all one word, mrgmediaministries.com.